You're listening to Outlandish Outcasts at outlandishoutcasts.com. Welcome to Outlandish Outcasts. I'm your host, Al. With me most of the time, I guess, as always, is Desi. How are you doing tonight, Desi? Good. I'm doing really good tonight. How are you doing? Not too bad. We survived Halloween. We did. We made it to the beginning of November. There's snow on the ground. Life is over. I'm going to die. I am. But I can guarantee you, at least from my stories anyway, you will not hear any Christmas music on my half of the podcast. I'm not doing any Christmas music. (laughs) We're in Thanksgiving month. Hello. Uh, Christmas music started playing everywhere today or yesterday and it started driving me nuts. Is that why you're rolling your eyes at me? Yeah. In my defense, I sing Christmas music when it snows and I hate the snow. I hate snow. I don't know how I live in this state. I don't know how I haven't moved to the Southwest yet where it's dry heat. Yeah. But I'm still here. I'm still here. And it's snowing. I hate the snow. Well, since you're here and since it's snowing, why don't you kick off with your first story? My first story is... Is about a serial killer. Ooh, that'll be fun. So I I wouldn't want to be a serial killer for these reasons, but for people who enjoy snow, I might kill them. Oh, well, it's not the it's not the people's work, fault. And there's a lot of people at work that go, "Oh, Desi, look what it's doing outside." Yeah. And then I'll I'm like, no, I'm not looking. You're an asshole. And then the other girl goes, oh, that's such a beautiful sunrise. So I stand up and I'm like, you're an asshole. Just saying. That's what happened Friday anyways. Mm. <laughs> well, I'm expecting much more of that for the next six months. We live in this state. It's going to be nine. We have a month and a half of spring, a week of summer, and a month and a half of fall. Mm-hmm. And then the rest, the rest is, winter. is snow. Yep. Well, can we move? Sure. Thank God. Okay. Anyways, my first story is going to be on a serial killer who stalked gay men in Castro. So hmm. this is kind of even current because they've never found him. Serial killer from the 70s. Mm-hmm. Um, How is this close? <laughs> this one's kind of, it's kind of coincidence. Who are you going to do? I was this close to doing this story. What I didn't story? read it. I didn't Who? read into it. Who? I read exactly what you have Who's said. The serial killer? I read exactly what you said, and I said, "No, I'm not touching a serial killer today." Who's the serial killer? You? I couldn't do? tell you. I read exactly what you just said. A serial killer who hadn't been caught yet. There's lots of them. From Castro. He's not from Castro. Well, He's from kill, San Francisco. Killings were, in, were around Castro in San Francisco area in the 70s. Hadn't caught yet. They had some pictures up of him, um, some drawings up of him on the site I was looking at. And I said, no, I'm not going to do serial killers today. I'm pretty I, sure it's the same I almost person. want you to pull up the website because I want to confirm it's not the same one. Okay, well, maybe it's not. Just go on with your story. I don't want to. I want you to confirm. Go on with your story. I didn't even read it. So what does confirming doesn't do any good? Just go on with your story. Blah, blah, blah. Anyways, February of 2019, they're offering a $100,000 reward. Did your story say that? I didn't read it that far. So three witnesses, they escaped him. They refused to testify to identify him. So this is why he's still roaming free. So they know who he is. Mm -hmm. They just can't identify him in the court. Mm -hmm. 
So they have no other information. Um, so Kavanaugh, uh, Gerald Earl Kavanaugh, 49, was found on Ocean, Ocean Beach, and he was the first known victim of the doodler. The doodler. That's why I was trying to get you to say that name. It could have been. I don't know. I'd, I'd have to go back and look through everything I looked at today. So I will though go back and look and let you know. Because I pulled this because I thought it was kind of a funny name, the Doodler. Mm-hmm. Um, he killed in 1974 through 1975. He killed had 14 victims. Um, he met his victims in bars and restaurants, and then lured them in by sketching their likeness on a cocktail napkin. Interesting. Um, once the doodler man um, made it home with his intended victims, he stabbed them to death and dumped the bodies on the beach. Ooh. So, um, so they had supposedly 14 victims they didn't really couldn't confirm for sure because at that same time um in the same roundabout area at Mm -hmm. that time there was another serial killer but they were able to detect who did what okay um that's the other reason why i was kind of questioning you too because it was more than one i'm pretty sure it was this this guy it was on it was on today i learned on reddit um I was in like looking at the top of all time, and I'm pretty sure it's this guy. It might not have been, but I'm pretty sure it was. The Zodiac was the other one at this time, too. Mm-hmm. So, and then was the other one. Do, 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 do. I can't remember, but I could have swore I highlighted that, and I did not. Um, But the last victim was Harold Goldberg, 66 years old sailor. Um. And he was found on June 24th of 1975. Hmm. So, but San Francisco Chronicle finally mentioned the case in the front page story titled Sato, Sato Murder Horror. Um, so it had the two-tone font similar. So it, it was more or less depicting the two serial killers that were happening at that same time. Okay. Um, and at that time they had 17 gay men that had been murdered in the San Francisco area in the two year, two year span. Um, a day later after that story ran, the gay killers, so plural, Mm -hmm. um, the Chronicle published a police sketch of the doodler in the newspaper. Okay. So they have a sketch, that little picture there. Okay. They also have on the story that I've pulled up for 2019 for mm-hmm. um they have his picture now what they profile him like doing you what know how they have like, like kidnapped yeah. kids yeah. where they'll say this is what we I think mean, they'll look like at this time. We're so. talking a lot of years there. Obviously you're going to change the way you look. True. So he was between the age of 1922 at the time, a little bit shy of six foot. Um, now he's in his 60s, and they still have not caught him. Hmm. So he might not even be alive. He may not be alive, but I have this feeling since they know who he is, they state they know who he is. They mm-hmm. just cannot confirm it because nobody's willing to testify, and they have no other evidence to pin it on him. Hmm. Interesting. So... 
kind of fun. Like very, very rare do you hear of serial killers that stop. I have a feeling because they have the three people who state, mm-hmm. but back in the 70s, coming out of the closet, per se, mm-hmm. air quotes, however you want to put that. If you do that, what kind of life are you oh, going to yeah. live back in those days? Well, I, I totally understand the people, the the victim or the the people who were victims, not coming forward for many different reasons, and especially you know public profiling of, you know, outing yourself in a community when it's not acceptable at that time. Um, but even like it, it even it even then, you know, there's so many stories about serial killers on the run. They know they're being ca- chased. They know they're going to get caught. And they just keep on going. Like, it's like a mental thing. Like, they, they just don't seem to stop. So it, I've always find it interesting when you have a case like this one or the Golden State killer who got caught through the DNA tests recently. He, like, stopped killing for, like, 35 years. That's just, you don't hear those cases very often. Where well, they, they have stop. DNA from this person. They just are not able to find mm-hmm. them from it. Mm-hmm. So yet, anyways. Yeah. So it could happen. It could happen. happen. It could happen. I just thought this was kind of interesting because, one, the name, the doodler. That is kind of funny. So it it doesn't sound very serious. No, no. But obviously it is very serious. Yes. Yes. And he's if he is alive, living out there in this world today, he probably really hates it. (laughs) Maybe. (laughs) Because things changed. Unless he changed, of course. Maybe. Well, I was almost thinking when I was reading this, because in the 70s, being gay was not, you didn't want to say you were if Mm -hmm. you were. It wasn't as accepted. So you hear of stories of people who are gay get into those acts and then beat the crap out of somebody that they just had relationships with. Mm -hmm. And maybe this person was a little bit higher up there in the ranks and decided I don't want somebody to know about this and off them afterwards. Maybe. I mean, I don't know if they, there was any type of relationship. The story doesn't really go mm-hmm. into it, but it makes you wonder. Hmm. Interesting. So I had a little side thought on that. Yeah. Could be. Definitely could be. Well, I am going, I've got an interesting story here. Um, it's kind of long, but I'm not going to like. Oh, great. Go too in-depth with it. <laughs> Put it this way. This is what I printed off for the story that I'm about Holy to tell. Holy bejesus. Yeah, don't read it all. Fall asleep. <laughs> I'm not going to read it. Actually, a lot of it is Wait, pictures. it looks like it's in big print, so we of, might be okay. And a lot of it's pictures, too. But. I like picture books. Anyway, I can't tell you who the author of this story is because he didn't release his name um, for good mm-hmm. reason. But um, he is a, a writer for Vice, um, the website magazine Vice type. Um, before he became a writer for Vice, he uh, had he took odd writing jobs on the internet, like blogs. Like restaurant owners would pay him thirteen dollars per review to write fake reviews on TripAdvisor. Okay. So and once fake. Okay. Once he became okay. once he becomes a journalist. Um, an actual journalist and starts writing for you know <laughs> little higher rated places than fake reviews on TripAdvisor. He decides to see if he can trick TripAdvisor, which is the number one um, you know advice and review site for restaurants well, in the world and hotels and hotels. But this, he was doing restaurants. Um, he decided to 
make a fake restaurant. Oh. He got a burner cell phone. Weird. Um, set up a website. And he named his restaurant The Shed at Dulwich. And this is Dulwich is a street in London. Okay. Which is where this guy lives. <laughs> so <laughs> on is this he street. trying to get a free flight to London? He lives in London. Oh, okay. Uh, decides to uh, apply to, because you have to apply to be a restaurant on TripAdvisor to be an official, like verified restaurant. Okay. There's an application process. He applies for it. They check out his website. He's got pictures of food um, that he made on his website. Like, I don't know if you can see. It's all it's black and white. It's tough to see. Stuff like Chef Gordon Ramsay would make. But it's made out of stuff like that. Shaving cream. and Weird. None of this is real food in these pictures. Um, this picture right here was my favorite. Ah, it doesn't turn out very good in do, black and white. Do, 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 but there's supposed to be like some, like uh, like almost some chicken or big piece of meat there. Weird. But then when you see how he actually f- took the picture, it's his foot. <laughs> That's disgusting. Well, these pictures looked so good that TripAdvisor gave him the uh, uh, gave him the approval to go to, ha- to be placed on the site. Um, and at that time, he was ranked 18,149th restaurant in London. Wait, wait. I'm speechless. So over the course of the next few months, he wrote reviews. He had other people write fake reviews. Um, he started climbing up in TripAdvisor's rankings. <laughs> How does this happen without somebody going on there going, I tried to find the place. It doesn't exist. The website even says you have to call to make a reservation. It's by reservation only. And at that time, you get the exact location. So it became so like this mysterious. Phone that said, it became we this don't have room on this. Mysterious place that, you know, very elite people wanted to go to because they're Ugh. reading about it on TripAdvisor. <laughs> so his phone starts ringing off the hook because <laughs> people want to get a reservation at his restaurant. And he just keeps saying, no, no, we're full. We're, we're booked for the next six weeks. We're booked for the next six weeks. Um, it only took him a few weeks to crack the top 10,000 restaurants in London. Oh, my God. <laughs> um, uh, as time went on, um, to make a, a very long story short, this guy goes through all kinds of you know hiring people, hiring actors. Um, he ends up people end up not knowing where his address is, but knowing it's on that street. So people would send mail to the you know to the restaurant at that street without a street number, without a number, and so he ended up getting it sometimes and it would be free samples of food to try that people were trying to get him um he would get emails from like executives at apple with their official apple executive email addresses because they wanted to dine at his restaurant oh (laughs) my god so he's hitting like a lister and he but but before TripAdvisor catches on he became the number one restaurant in london can we do this? The only time he ever served a meal, when he was caught, when it was all over, he served some frozen dinners to some people in his backyard. Oh, my God. <laughs> I hope they're at least good frozen din- dinners and not like sirloin steaks. 
So just saying, Michalina frozen lasagna. A lot of people like to talk about you know the famous places they've been. If I ever hear you say you ate at the shed at Dulwich, I will know you're lying because <laughs> it's not real. <laughs> I had a wonderful time in London. I wish he could have came with me. Yeah, we even stopped at this fancy high class restaurant called the Shed. It was. It was over $50 a plate because you had to spend a minimum of $100 there. Yep. You would have believed me, too. It was amazing. It was amazing. Anyway. It was absolutely amazing. That. The shed. Is my story of getting a restaurant to number one at TripAdvisor without it existing. I thought that was amazing. That's pretty. I don't know if I'd say amazing. I like but it. I know a I few really other like it. con artists who have gotten jobs without the degrees that they oh, yeah. had because sure. they've just bullshitted yeah. their way there. Yeah. Some people are good at bullshitting. I'm a bullshitter. Just kidding. As I read the story, from the beginning, the guy's goal was number one, which surprised me because I could see this being like, well, let's try this little cute little prank and see where it goes and then it goes too far. This guy, the whole time, he was like, no, I'm getting a number one. Do you know who this I know how this. I know of? how this system works. I used to write reviews for this site. I can get there. <laughs> you, know? you know who this reminds me of? I know somebody that would push it to something like this for something like this. Okay. Tristan. Oh, yeah. My oldest. Yeah, I could see that. If he got his mindset on something, he was like, I bet I could do this, and I wouldn't even have the thing. He would do it. Yeah. He would. I could see it. <sighs> so, and I could see the mind thought, like the process in his mind, not not intentionally trying to just to have a goal and push through for it. Mm-hmm. Like pursue it. Yeah. Ugh. <laughs> yep. That would be my child. Yeah. That kind of reminds me of him. Motivated. <laughs> Hopefully he never hears this episode. Yeah, he's too lazy. He wouldn't he do it. He wouldn't it. even do it in restaurants, but he would do it in another field that yeah. he has interest in. Yes. Yep. Yes, it would happen. Okay. So my second story is kind of like conspiracy slash it could happen slash... They've made things. So the first post or first article that I slightly read, which I'm not really going to get into, is from uh, Popular Science. Okay. Um, they were talking about, are we being watched by flying ro- robot insects? Okay. So um, their, their article is like the Huffington Post, which isn't a reliable source for me. To yeah, I don't read. consider it. I, I read the Huffington, Huffington Post every once in a while for entertainment, but definitely not for education. But I thought it was kind of interesting because people at like political um, demonstrations, protests, mm-hmm. stuff like that, they're stating that they saw insects, dragonfly type things, and they're, they swear they were robots watching okay. them. So I kind of saw that article, I looked at it, and I'm like, let me kind of look into this and and see if there's even anything to it. I know there is a big contingency of people online. They actually, a lot of them are also in other societies, like flat earth societies, um, that think all birds are um, spying, like not actual birds. So like on the Incredibles, on the first one, where there's that bird and they're on the island and the bird's watching them and then it sounds the horn because they like with their eyes. So, well, this one, it was popular science, so it made me kind of question it. Yeah. 
that little, was writing a little it, more reliable. it mentioned the Huffington Post thing. So mm-hmm. I was like, so how much truth is there to this? So I pull up another thing. I'm kind of researching it, and it's news scientist um, from June of 2019. Okay. And Noah Jeffress, I'm probably saying his last name wrong, and his colleagues from Harvard University. Okay. Um, they have created a robotic insect, and it weighs about 259 milligrams. Um, it has a wingspan of 1.3 centimeters and stands 6.5 centimeters high. Holy cow, it's so, a bug. It is a bug, and it doesn't fly by natural light yet. It's only artificial, so halogen and LED lighting. So that's what gets it mm-hmm. to go. Um, also, at the Washington University, they have something similar, but it's all by wires. So the one okay. with Harvard, it's like a solar-powered, and then the one at Washington, it's wires. So I think it's like controlled, like, I can't think of the name of the thing that our son wants for Christmas every year. A drone? The drone. So what they did at Washington reminds me of a drone when okay. they talk about it. Okay. So it's not solar powered, but they are talking about the one in Harvard when they, they one day to be used for monitoring the environment and maneuvering through small spaces. So it kind of scares me just kind of reading this like okay, I could see it being good for war tactics or something, but yeah. this is like such a tiny, teeny, tiny little thing. You know it will be used for the wrong purposes. Exactly, and that's what scares me about it. It's like they're going to say this, 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 and everybody's going to be all on board until all of a sudden you see one of these things in your house. Mm-hmm. Then it's like scary. But, you know, they really don't have to go that far. We're already all carrying devices they can listen to us with. They can watch you with. <laughs> I know that. So th- why go through the? Time I'm always in the bathroom, of, like you know, spending this smiling, billions of dollars developing just some to make bug. sure they're seeing the good side of me when I'm playing on my phone, sitting on the toilet. Yeah, I do it. It happens. I even snap people from the toilet. Yeah, <laughs> poopsie makes poops a lot. I don't have a Snapchat. That's why. I have a Snapchat. <laughs> I'm the funniest Snapchatter out there. I just don't have that many hits. Mm. I do have to say there is one. It's got a lot of views, but not as many to make me even popular. Mm. Oh, well. Oh, well. Darn. Hmm. Nobody likes to watch me poop. (laughs) 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 Okay. Is that all we've got for the... Was that your way of saying... I'm just trying to... move on? No, I'm just trying to find out if you still have more. No, that was everything. Okay. It's just kind of cool. it is conspiracy weird. It, theory. It, it is a conspiracy but theory. Yet this could be very, could be very true. true, and who knows? Who knows? Who knows? I am going to follow that up with a conspiracy theory. Shut up! I'm well, a conspiracy theory that doesn't exist in this country, though. Oh, okay. <clears throat> I should have put my tin hat on today. <laughs> I feel like it would have been very fitting. But mine's a conspiracy theory that has so infected a culture of people that a certain electronic devices are built with, like, automatic off switches because of it. Automatic devices with 
off switches? Have you ever heard of fan death? No. Uh, it's a well-known belief in Korean culture. It's thought that a running electric fan in a closed room with unopened windows will prove fatal to anybody in the room. I have sliced my thumb open with a fan. Well, they think the fan's sucking the air out of the room and you're going to die. Is this like taking a picture of somebody and it's stealing their soul? It could be, but... Um, or you're not <laughs> supposed to sleep with your feet pointed at the door because the souls, the like spirits, can grab them and pull you out of the room? Maybe. Um, there's actually no solid proof of where this comes from, exactly. Um, but fears about electric fans date... Uh, back to the 1920s and 30s, warning of risks of nausea, asphyxiation, and facial paralysis from the new technology. How small were these rooms? Uh, they're rooms, like rooms in a house. I don't Should know. probably tell my Korean houses, so probably smaller houses than this. But um, one conspiracy theory is that the South Korean government created um, the myth of the uh, death of fan death to keep people. Uh, from using so much energy in the 1970s. I honestly thought you were going to say North Korea. It's just Korea. Um, it's both, actually. Well, you just said South, so yeah. it made me go, oh, I figured this would be North Korea. <laughs> it's alleged that fans may cause asphyxiation by oxygen displacement and carbon dioxide intoxication. Uh, the process of human respi respiration inhaled fresh air and exhaled with a lower concentration of gas and a higher concentration of carbon dioxide. Um, during the summer, mainstream South Korean news sources regularly, regularly report alleged cases of fan death. Um, a typical example is this excerpt from the July 4th, 2011 edition of the Korean Herald. Um, a man reportedly died on Monday after sleeping with an electronic fan running. Uh, the 59-year-old victim, only known by his name Min, was found dead with a fan directly, with a fan fixed directly at him. Um, in South Korea, all of their electronic fan, electric fans sold in stores have an automatic, will only run for so long and they'll automatically shut off. It's like a TV. Like a TV. Hmm. Because they're afraid of dying to fan death. We should probably tell my sister about those because I know Brandon would appreciate that. My sister has slept with a fan since I can remember. Oh, I know a lot of people have I slept with a fan. I got a fan for my birthday or Christmas or something in the fifth grade. My sister stole it from me because really? it was the white noise that helped her go yep. to bed. Yep. So ever since then, and I've always heard Brandon complain about it whenever it's brought up. It's like, <laughs> and I honest to God, it's probably not. But it makes me, every time I hear him complain about this, I swear she still has my fan <laughs> from the fifth grade. <laughs> That's funny. Well, But she's always, always used it. But when you were talking about the inhale, the mm. exhale thing, I thought of trees and the picture of a lung, like tree branches. Yeah look like the inside of a lung. Mm -hmm. I don't know why that ran through my head, but a little squirrel moment there. Yep, yep. Had to mention it. All right, well, I hope your sister isn't going to South Korea anytime soon, because... No, no. If anyone's going to South Korea again, I'm mentioning my son. Yep. 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 So, for my last story, we haven't done this in a while, but this is kind of roles reverse type thing. Okay. So 
I have a Florida story. A Florida story. Florida story. Dun, dun, dun. But roles are reversed. It's always the dumb criminal. Mm -hmm. Now we have the dumb cops. (laughs) (laughs) Not saying they're dumb because in the story that they said that the police officer was very polite and very nice. So Florida man awarded $37,500 after cop mistakes glazed donut crumbs for math. (laughs) (laughs) Shouldn't he be an expert on glazed donut crumbs? I mean, come on. (laughs) You would think. You would think so. You would think. Cop, donut. Mm, Apparently they were cheap and only went to the gas station and didn't get Krispy Kremes because these were Krispy Kreme donuts. Yum, Krispy Kremes. And this is back in 2017. So this is a little bit further out there, but it's not too far out there. Mm-hmm. So Krispy Kreme donut was to blame for the white substance that led to an Orlando's man, Orlando man being jailed on drug charges. Um, so this off or this person, they were driving someone somewhere. It wasn't his wife, but it was like a church person mm-hmm. officer. And then he was pulled over. Officer said he was driving 42 miles an hour in a 30 zone, and he failed to come to a complete stop before entering the rail railway. Hmm. So when rushing, Daniel rushing, mm-hmm. um, he's 64-year-old, uh, handed over his driver's license. Officer Shelby Riggs Hopkins noticed concealed weapons permit and rushing confirmed he had a pistol and she asked him to step out of the car for her safety the officer then asked if police could search his car and rushing said sure if it meant that he wouldn't be ticketed because if you're innocent yeah you're not even thinking drugs because no, of if you not. don't do drugs that's going to be the last thing from mm-hmm. your mind you're thinking i need to get out of this i need to get out of this ticket. i really don't want to pay this ticket sir you can search sure you can search my vehicle but don't ticket me so she Makes comes sense. back and she's like, you want to tell me about what we found? He's like, there's <laughs> nothing imagine. to find, he said, confused. But Riggs Hopkins had noticed some crystals on the floorboard of the car. And when officers used a field testing kit, the white substance tested positive for methamphetamines. So Rushing said that it was impossible. I've never even smoked a cigarette, he protests. (laughs) Poor guy. So the officer showed him the substance, and he argued. He's like, that's glaze from a Krispy Kreme donut. I get one every other Wednesday. (laughs) He knows even when he gets the donut. So That's amazing. So he's sitting in jail because they brought him a jail mm-hmm. because sure the tests that they I mean, had ran they ran positive. their test that that's that's crappy but their test came back positive you got to do what you got to do and he said it was kind of funny because he called his wife to tell her what had happened and the guy next to him waiting for the phone started to laugh <laughs> oh, can't when imagine. he was explaining this so he had spent uh, more than ten hours in jail before being released on bail. And just more or less with further testing because mm-hmm. they sent it into yeah, the, labs into the lab because these are just a roadside test. Turns it out, confirmed it was not a controlled substance. Turns out Krispy Kreme is using meth for their glaze, I guess. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> um, the results did not indicate whether the substance was sweet and delicious. However, 
all charges against rushing were dropped. So it came down to he ended up suing uh, the city of Orlando. The tests that they used, they cost about $18 for a box of 10 of them. 10. So to me, yeah. that right there, I've always told you when it comes to technology and certain things, there are things that you can get away with paying cheap for. Mm-hmm. There are things that you need to spend a little bit of money on them to know yep. you are getting the quality, like electronics. And I'm or sorry, I'm but sure like drug testing. A drug testing kit being used by uh-huh. police that have the ability to jail you for Krispy Kreme donuts. They probably should be using some better equipment than something that's going to. Yep. So 2016 investigation by ProPublica and New York's Times found that the tens of thousands of people are sent to jail each year based on the kit's results. Oh, my gosh. So could you imagine if you got a job? It's probably a new job. You call them and tell them you're in jail. I'm in jail. They're not going to believe you. You're going to lose that job. There's even a possibility you're at this job for a year. It's a good paying job. Mm -hmm. They're still not going to believe you. You're sitting in jail like I was accused. Yep. Who's really going to believe you? And sometimes all you need to do is be accused and you're reputation is ruined forever oh his is you know? still ruined because i mean this is a good a, a church going guy he's never even smoked a cigarette i didn't say like, church going what I are thought, you talking about didn't you say he was driving somebody home from church oh maybe okay <laughs> like, you're you're a really good listener <laughs> <laughs> just doing my job um but um it's a chemical that they use in this testing called cobalt I'm going to say this wrong. Thiocanate. Okay. Which turns blue when exposed to cocaine. Um, It also, even though this is methamphetamine, Mm -hmm. but this is like one test they're talking about, it when it's exposed to 80 other compounds, it turns blue. Oh, my gosh. So. They need to find better testing. Yeah. (laughs) Methadone, um, certain acne medications, and several common health Health, bleh, 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 I can't even talk. Household cleaners. I was cleaning my house. You must be on meth. Well, could you could imagine be, people but... <laughs> who clean hotels for yeah. a living that get pulled over? You Jeez. know they're losing their job on top of it. Oh, for sure. So for sure. the environment can play a role in this. Cold weather, hot weather can definitely oh, play yeah. a role in this. So the state law enforcement lab in Florida found that 21% of the evidence recorded was not in fact method or you need to stop using a test if it's going to fail that often and when they examined the department's records they showed that officers faced with somewhat ambiguous direction on the pouches that they used um, they s- simply misunderstood which colors indicated positive results. So this almost makes me think of when we had the swimming pool and we would test mm-hmm. it. It was all the same color. Yeah. It was just all different all shades. Different of, shades. Yeah. So they probably just saw the color and went, eh. better safe than sorry. Better lock this guy up. Yep. Yeah. So, I mean, maybe that's not the case, but that's what ran through my head when mm-hmm. I read that. It's probably something similar to that. So he sued the city. He got, after back and forth, back and forth banter with dollar amounts, he settled with the city for $37,500. Um, and he had it made so additional training in using the field kits was done. Well, that's good. 
And also, um, so they're still using these kits, mm-hmm. but the company that makes these NIK tests or whatever, mm-hmm. it was brought into court and they said the testing materials, which outlined in protocol for use, clearly states that the tests are presumptive AIDS. Mm-hmm. So presumptive. Mm-hmm. And they only they serve only as confirmation of probable mm-hmm. cause and are not a substitute for laboratory testing. Mm-hmm. In these situations, I think an officer, even if you get a positive result, you have to look at the situation. You have to look, who do I have pulled over here? Does he have a record? They're very is, cooperative you know, right he now. Arguing, they're not trying you know, to flee. They're not, yeah. They don't look like they're all messed up out of their mind. Um. Even though you can't say that somebody who is a high class citizen wouldn't be someone no, of, like of that, no, of course, of course they can be. We, of course, we all, me and you, know. Anyways, mm-hmm. <laughs> it doesn't matter what class you're in, no. what whatever. Everybody and every sorts are there, yeah. but uh, these tests that they currently use, one out of every five times they give a false positive. <sighs> so this is worse than a pregnancy test. Yeah, that's horrible. You're pregnant. Oh, just kidding. That's a test I don't think that should be being used on the street. But, but. Um, rushing is currently thinking about pursuing a law or going into mm-hmm. state. Trying to figure out a way like to get a law made. representative yeah. or senate or something because he wants these removed because Good this idea. is unjust. That is the way to do it. Use your, you know, the power we have is, you know. Either put together a movement or, you know, run yourself. Most definitely. But last thing he had to say was he stops by the local Krispy Kreme to let the people there know that he might be in for a little publicity or they might be in for a little publicity. Sometimes they give him a free donut, but he had stated he doesn't eat it in the car. (laughs) (laughs) That's good. I wouldn't eat donuts <laughs> in the car anymore either. Heck no. I'd be like, can you put that in a plastic bag and tie it up <laughs> We right are there. only doing meth in this car. No more donuts. <laughs> if I'm getting arrested <laughs> for something on those bounds, I'm definitely doing the realistic things. Oh, that's funny. Huh. Mm-hmm. Well, at least you got something out of it and hopefully some changes get made because so, of it. Note self, don't eat any... Donut glazed icing, anything white in the vehicle or could turn white after it's dried out. And definitely don't do drugs in the vehicle. Got it. Okay, good. (laughs) Just saying. My final story of the night also has to do with a vehicle. It's like we are on this same brainwave. It's nothing like your story, but I mean, it has officers, I guess. Then don't get me all excited. (laughs) (sighs) Men. This is ripped straight from recent headlines, November 1st. That was, wow, okay, same month. Early, early in the morning, November 1st, probably, you know, 1 o'clock-ish or so. 1 o'clock at 11 minutes after. I don't know, maybe. Whatever, <laughs> it's my story. Um, Where did her name go? I lost it. <laughs> <laughs> there it is. Uh, Sydney Wolf. It's her name. She's oh, 20 years old. She's driving down the highway. She hits a deer. 
she hits the deer or as in as as you would say <laughs> the deer hit, the, hit me the whole front end of the car is crashed up she hit oh so the deer. she was like me i hit that deer at 70 miles an she hour hit the deer. they say swerve and she's don't swerve you go towards the deer because the deer is bound to go one way or the other and i hit that deer because you know what the deer did nothing yep nothing no okay. she's fine she gets out of the car calls 911 and 911 dispatchers come out to to help her and whatever now picture the situation she is um promoting that night she was it halloween night was that night okay she was went to a haunted house to promote the fact that she was playing Carrie in their Ew. upcoming version of a stage play of Carrie she is dressed in a white dress covered With in blood. fake blood. <laughs> but they have to know it's Halloween night. You would think she even in a prom dress. She even warned 911 when they called that, you know, I am dressed in fake blood from Halloween. I'm Carrie as Halloween. That's I, so weird. She's 70s. I was 80s. I guess the um when the... When the police first pulled up, they freaked out and they would not leave her alone. They just kept coming to her. We want to make sure you're okay. We know you're not okay. And she's like, I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm fine. Oh, my God. I get you're doing your job. It's Halloween (laughs) night. This is my costume. You might need to censor that. Yeah, I probably will. Sorry, I forgot to bleep myself. (laughs) Um, Anyway, uh, she said the first responders were fine once... The the scene calmed down and she explained the entire situation and everybody was able to laugh it off. But she said it was a very very tense situation for a little while. She was standing on the side of the road and they would not believe her that she was okay. All I killed was a deer. (laughs) It's right there. It's a deer. And the car did it. But then again, I thought about it, and as just not even as an officer, as a driver driving down the road, imagine it being one o'clock in the morning, you're driving down the road, there's a lady standing on the side of the road covered in blood. I'd be a little freaked out too. I have driven down the road close to midnight. This is the night of getting our dog Izzy. Mm-hmm. And in the middle of 53, there's a car flipped upside down. And Ew. I'm more panicked because I'm like, he's going to be home in a half hour. He doesn't even know I'm getting this dog. <laughs> he's going to freaking kill me. Oh, shit. Why is there a white car flipped upside down in the middle of the road? I think I need to slow down <laughs> because it's in the middle of the road. And there's a car in the middle of the road, and you couldn't even see the person on the inside, and there's two teenage girls standing on the side of the road. What would be your thought? I don't know. Then you get closer, and you realize they have their own car. So I get out, realizing I need to look as they're on the phone with 911 because Mm -hmm. they're not wanting to look to see if the person on the inside of the car is okay. Yeah. I wouldn't want to look. No. Yeah, that was freaky. I could get it. I could get it, but I didn't see blood. I just saw glass all over the road and a car flipped upside down. Most freakiest thing I ever saw while driving a vehicle or in a vehicle was when we were camping and suddenly there's a little girl standing in the middle of the road road in the woods. I even remember asking you, (laughs) I feel this is really creepy. It's like a horror movie. I didn't even want to sleep there. It was freaky. Campground for. Ever. Yeah. I've been there many, many times since I was a little yeah. girl camping there, walking through and it. And of course, like you're not supposed to do in a horror movie, we put her in our vehicle. Oh, we put her in our vehicle <laughs> and we, found and we her, tried her to family. find her and there was family and Having stuff. a big family reunion or something and she had wandered off. But but it was like the creepiest thing ever. You're just driving down this dirt road and all of a sudden you're like, um, 
you're slowing down you're like there there's, <laughs> there's a girl in the middle of the road little girl in the middle of the road this is kind of creepy it was creepy it was creepy that was creepy that was creepy but we picked up the little girl and the put her in the back seat of our car and said do you know a campground site you're staying at and she's just staring at you like, I don't know you. I'm not going to talk to you. And you're like, what the hell do I do with this little girl? I can't leave her in the middle of the road. Yep. Yeah. We found her family. Thank we God. Did. We did. It wasn't the first time she did it. No. <laughs> they weren't surprised. No, they weren't surprised. <laughs> and and knowing that was the second time it happened, it's like, how did they take I her have, eyes off yeah, of her? Kept, kept a little closer watch on her. But whatever. That's their it was child, so not creepy. mine. Anyway, if you enjoyed the show and like to give us some feedback or have any stories you'd like us to cover, just send us an email at outlandishoutcasts at gmail.com. Well, you remembered that really well. I did. Or you can like comment on a post on Facebook at Outlandish Outcast. Or you can go to Instagram at Outlandish Outcast. Or Twitter at Outlandish Casts. I wish whoever had Outlandish Hellcast would just give it up. Yeah, I don't think they're giving it up. Bastards. Oh, well. Anyway, have a great week, everybody. Bye.